Hello everyone and welcome to the WDW Main Street Podcast. This podcast is being brought to you by Elite Vacation Homes. If you need a home in the Central Florida area to visit Walt Disney World, Universal Studios, SeaWorld, or any of the other attractions in Central Florida, contact Elite Vacation Homes at EliteVacationHomes.com. show is also being brought to you by David's Vacation Club Rentals. If you want to try any of the DVC resorts for really, really good prices, staying at the Boardwalk, Old Key West, Polly, Grand Floridian, Saratoga Springs, any of the DVC resorts, contact David's at DVCByRequest.com. Show is also being brought to you by Scooter Vacations. If you need a scooter for anything in the Central Florida area, contact our friends at Scooter Vacations at scootervacations.com. And last but not least, if you need to book a trip anywhere in the world, and especially Walt Disney World, contact me at American Tourist Travel, and we will help you out with all your travel needs. So that's it, guys. We're going to hop on the train and head on over to the pub. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the WDW Main Street Podcast. I'm joined, as always, by my good buddy, John. Hey, John, pull up a stool. Actually, uh, an isolated car in the middle of the Walmart parking lot, so I don't infect anybody with COVID, Doug. That's why. <laughs> Finally, after 18 months of driving the bus out at Walt Disney World, some one of my wonderful guests uh, passed on the wonderful COVID to me. So. Uh, how bad are you? You feel okay? What's your symptoms? I've had it twice. I felt, I'll, I'll see which one you you have that I had. <laughs> uh, I felt uh, felt a little funky Thursday and then Friday. I started. Uh, I felt fine in the morning and uh, uh, was doing a couple of things around the house and then um, because I had taken two days off because I did feel a little weird and I needed. I, I, I just wanted uh, two recharge days anyway. So and I've got my power up day, so why not? So uh, uh, I had taken Thursday and Friday off anyway, and uh, Friday I felt fine. We were uh, walking around the store, and then all of a sudden it was like a uh, a hangover feeling came over me, and I didn't have a hangover, so it was bizarre. And so then I started coughing, went out to the car. And, went home, took the test and sure enough, it came up positive. So I went to the clinic and got the, uh, specialized tests. So, because I don't think Disney will trust the just at home test. No. And, and, uh, they actually had the medicine there, the, uh, oral stuff that you can take the yeah. pills. So I've been taking that. And so what was that Friday? I had a sore throat, uh, a cough and body aches. And then um, since then, it, all of those have diminished. And basically what I'm left with is just kind of like body aches and like a, a feeling of blah. <laughs> so that's about it. So nothing yeah. drastic. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like like I said, the second one, I when I got it the second time, it was the – I just literally – if it wasn't for me working with everybody and mom, I would have never tested because it just felt like my allergies kicking in. You know, just yeah. allergies. I was just sneezing and was all – congested no other nothing else than that but because we had the test i took one it was positive so then i went down and got a few more because i never gotten the free ones from the from the drugstore yet so i went down and got 
a few of them and then I took another one and that was positive because I wanted to double check it. You know what I mean? And yeah. it came back and that one I would have never known. Normal life, normal, not normal life, but normal times I would have never tested. But the first time I had like you had, but the fever and everything. And ain't it weird how you feel off? It, I, 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 the first time I had it, I equated it with uh, when I had surgery, the anesthesia. I just felt weird for days, dude. It was just weird. Is that how you yeah, felt, yeah. like, weird off? I, yeah, I'm still a little lightheaded. I mean, driving up here was the first time I drove in three or four days, so that could have just been it by itself. But, yeah, I feel a little a little, little funky. Um, yeah, and I did have – that. the thing is I had a fever for about an hour. I mean, yeah. I, I took the temp, took the temperature one time, it was 100.4, and then I took it again an hour – or, you know, half hour later it was 99.4, then it was 99, and then it was going all together. So yeah. it was like a very, very slight, quick fever. So. Yeah, mine would come back and forth. I would lose it, like, during the day, and then at night it would come back again. You know, I was at 101 yeah. the first time for, like, you know, a few days – a couple days off and on, it would go up to 101, and then it, you know – Stayed around 99 for the next couple of days, and then it was going for me. But it's weird, dude. Now you got another booster. Because I'm, I'm going to go finally get the booster, because the last two times I was going to get the booster, I got COVID. So it kind of yeah. was told I had to wait another 90 days to get it again. And Yeah, you, you so. didn't get the... You didn't get the medication either time no. uh, you had it, though, did you? No. Yeah, when I went up to the to the clinic, they said, do you want the free medication? I was like, well, sure. <laughs> so three pills to take it all night, three pills to take it night. And uh, I think that really limited my, um, probably not the severity of my symptoms, but the, the duration of them. Because, like I said, the, by the next day, the, the fever was altogether gone and the cough pretty much gone and the sore throat, it, it was gone with the, that by that night. So, Well, that's cool. At least you're uh, on the road to recovery. Yeah, yeah, but I think I'm re- – and I can't get a hold of anybody at Disney. It's the weekend. So, you know, the only people that take uh, weekends off at Disney World are leaders. And, uh, oh, they deserve it, John. They're the hardest yeah. workers. They, 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 they so, deserve it, buddy. They really do. Yeah, yeah. Health services doesn't work at weekends. So I can't get a hold of anybody. I mean, I've, I filled out all the questionnaires and, and called the number, and I got the – automatic response email back but not the one telling me what they am allowed back on property because i think it's it's at least five days and maybe a little longer i can't remember so but uh just just keep calling it sick and then my sick day supposedly will be given back to me and i won't get a i won't get a uh, attendance point either but we'll see well that all depends john if you're high enough or not if you're white collar you get like a blue collar usually you don't yeah, yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We're pr- uh, well, I'm just praying you work your way out. How's Lisa and JJ? Oh, uh, they're fine. They're in so they're in isolation at the house, and they wear masks, and I wear masks when they come downstairs. And I got my little my little room by the kitchen that I've uh, made into my my disease room. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so. Oh, it's a shame. But if if either one of them had it, no. Okay. No, they've both got vaccinated for it, but no, neither one of them has had it. Um, and so far, they don't have any symptoms at all. So we're hoping that uh, they didn't catch it. I mean, I did, like I said, I did spend the entire day with Lisa the day before and JJ. So we'll see. But so far, nothing. Hopefully not. Brenda got Brenda and mom got it like seven to ten days after I did. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, so just, I'm just saying, be careful. Keep an eye on them. I'm not not trying to put anything out there. I'm just trying to tell you to be cautious because that's how it happened here. Like 
Brenda tested herself three times. And like the seventh day later, the fourth time is when she came up positive. You follow me? Like, because it, 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 you have to be exposed to it for at least, uh, from what I hear, and I could be wrong, don't medicalize me and email me and text me. But I think it's like a, a few days before it mutates in you. You get what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so hopefully she's okay. Hopefully, uh, you know, because a lot of people get it, didn't even know they had it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a crazy, crazy thing, man. But and so, and then Johnny, we got to get you better. And then last week, uh, it was nice to have the weekend off. I didn't mean to do it, and I'm sorry we didn't do a show last week. And then the week during the week, it was it's kind of hard for us to get together, which I wanted to try to do. I was just fried this week. I had so much work going on at work. But uh, I did that Street Outlaws thing last week, and it was supposed to be on Saturday. And we were going to do the show on Sunday. Well, Mother Nature didn't want it to happen that way, John. <laughs> nope, nope. She said no. Dude, it stormed all night Friday, all day Saturday. So they do shows. They do. It's a, it's it's two nights, but it's two different events. It's a whole, and they have to do both nights to keep the scoring going. One's the grade eight. The first night they have a scoring system, and then Saturday they do another. So they couldn't do either. There was accidents and crashes because they were trying to race with the road wet. So. It got ugly, so they canceled it on Saturday. And I wasn't going to go Sunday. And we paid a lot of money because I bought the VIP tickets. They were my brother's Father's Day gift to him. And the tickets are $150 a piece. They're Disney money, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a couple of meals. Yeah, so that's, you know, but it's the VIP. You get in the pitch. You get to meet all the guys. You get It's kind of doing like a backstage tour at Disney. So it's a little cheaper because if I did bought the backstage tour, I'd have to have a ticket. So it would be in the 200 and some. So I'll say it's a little cheaper. But anyhow, so Sunday I wasn't going to go. I was going to do the show. And then you ended up getting the text from me. I get my I get, I get up and I say, no, I'm not going. Brenda goes, you sure you don't want to go? And then she got up and... Next thing I know, she gets dressed. She comes out in her pink Lizzie Musi shirt and her hat on, and she says, come on, we're going to the races. So my wife went with me on Sunday, John. So I got to see the event, and there was no way to get home in time to do the show. So I apologize, but I actually was on vacation. I I think this is what, and since in 10 years, I think we've missed a Sunday, what, three, four times? So I, and it doesn't happen too often, John. Not very often, not very often, and uh, sometimes life has a way of uh, uh, rearing its ugly head and needing to get in there. So, well, I'll tell you what: the tickets cost me more that day than we make off the show today. So, <laughs> <laughs> we'll put it that there way. How's that sound? There you go. How's that sound? But it was a really good time, Brenda. Brenda enjoyed it with me, spending the day, but she enjoyed driving up into the mountains, up into the hills, more than she enjoyed uh, the actual trip. But, yeah. yeah. The event was good, but Maple Grove Waste Raceway, they, they were just sold. They got new owners. And the guys at Street Outlaws, all the like the competitors and all, they're really good guys. But Discovery, which is ran, uh, the film company's called Pilgrim and Maple Grove, they need to do a better job, John, because they didn't have a plan uh, to if the show got canceled. Like Sunday, there was they were out of food, John. Because they didn't plan on having a Sunday part of the event. They, and people didn't want to work. So literally, they didn't get food in the place. They had, they had two vendors open. The French fry line was longer than waiting to get on a flight of passage, John. 
<laughs> yeah, no, that's probably out in the middle of nowhere. There's probably no McDonald's you can go across the street to that, and grab something, right? And that's a problem. It would be like being parked at the Arnold Kingdom lot and, and being in the middle of a field to go nowhere, if you get what I'm saying. There was nothing yeah, around. Yeah. There was a... There was one pizza stand and one fry stand, which they were independently owned vendors that had food. And when I tell you, no lie, the the flight of passage line first thing in the morning was equivalent to how long these two lines were. And then finally they opened up the regular snack bar around one o'clock, two o'clock, because they had to go get food and bring staff in. And they were so unprepared. It was it was crazy. The event is awesome. Watching the cars is awesome. Meeting the drivers is good, but like on Saturday, it rained delayed, rain delayed, rain delayed, and then uh, three cars went down. The third car blew up, put oil on the track, and it was a two and a half hour cleanup. And then by the time they got the track clean with Manny Mo and Jack, it started pouring again. So it was that kind of day on Saturday, John. Yeah, yeah. But Sunday was great. It was a beautiful day. It was like 80 degrees, sunny. It was a really good time. We had a good time on Sunday. And it really made me, like, my beautiful bride, you know, doing that for me really meant a lot, if you get what I'm saying. Her wanting yeah. to go with me. So, but we had a good time. I'm sorry I missed the show, but, you know, it was uh, it was worth it. I mean, it wasn't worth it, but it was, it was, was it, I, I'm sorry I missed the show, but it was worth it because I enjoyed it. Uh, that's one thing I do enjoy. Uh, it was nice to see everybody saying, uh, enjoy yourself on Twitter and the, and the DMs I got. So that was cool. Made me feel a little better. I know you were mad at me, John, for not doing the show. Oh, so perturbed. <laughs> so perturbed. Look at that word. Pro- probably so mad it gave me COVID. Yeah, there you go. It's my fault you got COVID. There you go. See, if you'd have been doing the show, you might not have been at the place that you were that you got the COVID from. <laughs> that might be a bit of a stretch. But you, it won't. In this day and age, everybody can find a way to blame somebody, can't they, John? Nothing's, nothing's ever anybody's fault. It's always yeah. somebody else's fault in, 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 in this day and age. But, now nah, we had a good time, and then I... Uh, uh, this week, I'm watching different shows and stuff. Dude, I'm watching DFB, Disney Food Blog. And when she finally releases a video that prices are starting to get out of hand, I almost passed out watching it. But she's almost Lou Mangiello. A, th- a, a $95 steak is so worth it. <laughs> Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah. She's she's always been really positive. So Yeah, so but I was watching that the the other day and i was like i was taken back john i was like am i i I had to go double check to see who i was listening to here but i can't believe you got it john yeah yeah i thought it was uh was pretty uh i thought i I didn't have a chance i I thought i'd had it probably three or four times and just didn't notice it you know but uh yeah this time i felt really bad so believe it or not you might have too this might be, yeah, it might yeah. not have been your first. This might not be your first time. You just got a different strain that affected you different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm just glad they had the. Uh, actually, I'm glad I had two uh, two inoculations and the and the uh, booster, and I got the medication because if I didn't have, uh, I I would have to think I'd have it pretty freaking severe if I ended up feeling like this. Uh, just with all that stuff. Imagine if I didn't have any of it. So, a hundred percent, man. I mean, I'm thankful I got the shots. I mean, like, like I said, I'm probably gonna head over tomorrow or, mo- or Tuesday. I'm thinking I'm gonna go try to get the booster because things are they're 
perking back up again here. I thought in the summertime it was supposed to go away. The wintertime was where I'm starting to realize they don't know anything. That's what it honestly seems like. And, and I don't know. I mean, it's getting to the point now where it is what it is. You know, it's a, it's going to be a flu. It's going to be a cold. It's just going it, to it's just something that we have to keep an eye on. But we can't shut the country down <laughs> like we did and all that crap every time it rears its ugly head. So. No, no. And that term is what it is. That made me think of something. Did you uh, remember I told you about the Godfather uh, lead the gun, take the uh, lead the cannoli, take the gun, the book I read about the making of the Godfather? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a new show on. They made a book, a mo- a, a series out of that book that I read. It's really good. It's oh yeah, yeah, Prime. yeah. I saw the I saw the uh, previews for that where it's like them actually filming the movie, right? Yes, it is awesome. Okay. It's called the it's the offer. It's called okay, and it's been great. The only problem I have with the whole show is so far is Joe Colombo is talking to the producer of the. Uh, the Godfather, and he goes to him, it is what it is. Dude, I have watched and read a million Mafia books. I have never heard them say it is what it is. It is what it is has came around in the last 10 years. Do you agree with me on that? I've never heard <laughs> is what it is in the 70s or the 80s. You understand what I'm saying? It's been the last 10 years. So uh, yeah, what's your thoughts yeah. on that? Yeah, uh, that sounds right. I mean, yeah. I- heard it as a kid so yeah i don't 90s i don't ever remember it's been like the last 10 years that that has really become popular and it drives me nuts too because it's like a scapegoat for everything because on the job site everything that goes wrong it is what it is no it isn't what it is fix it <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I, yeah i mean it's not ready today it is what it is. No, we'll get it ready. I don't know what the th- like that. It's like everybody uses that, and I hate that term because it's like it's like an automatic free pass. It is what it is. But Joe Colombo goes to him to per. Uh, it is what it is. I said no. I said to my wife. I said that is bad writing. That's some young kid helping write the script. It is what it is. Hasn't been around for. I mean, it probably was said years past, but it never caught on to like the last ten years. So, but. Do you have Amazon? You know, God, I'm sorry. You're saying that, and it makes me think of uh, Danton Abbey uh, and the phrase that they use a lot that I found very um, fitting for the time, like when something happens to go, golly. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, and nobody uses that phrase anymore. Like, no. if, you know, uh, if, if something happened in front of you, you just would look at your wife and go, Holy. <laughs> no, so, no. <laughs> that was interesting because it, it does sound appropriate for the for the era. Yes, so, yeah. You know. so it was just everything else is good. Do you have Amazon Prime? Uh, yeah, I think so. I can't remember if we do or not. Okay. We switched over to T-Mobile. You muffled your, you're muffling yourself, my friend. We got three or four things for free when we switched over to T-Mobile. So I don't. I'm not sure. Yeah, if you do, John, I highly recommend that series. It's really good. I've been enjoying it. Yeah, it's called The Offer. It's, and and the cool part is, is Huddy is the guy, the producer's name. I uh, I listened to the whole book. So it's kind of cool seeing it come to life on the screen, like putting the face, you know, they're doing a really good job. They're keeping it pretty, pretty well to the uh, script. If you go into the book, I mean, as close as they could. So I'm really enjoying it. It shows you what, like, Mario Puzo was a Potts in his family. He was considered the, uh, he was like the black sheep of his family. And then he became Mario Puzo, and then everybody loved him, John. No, of course, of course. But he was like a degenerate gambler. 
he didn't have he had like so many different writing jobs and the godfather just came to him because it had to come to him if you get what i'm saying and the and the don from the book that i read it, the don corleone is loosely based on his mother john <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, because right. yeah, he lived in the uh, influent uh, Italian neighborhood, and you know his mom put down the rules. If you get what I'm saying, so it was, and some of the uh, some of the sayings and stuff that he wrote in the book and all was based on his mother kicking his butt. If you follow me, so. But no, yeah, I've actually I, I, I read it. the I read the Godfather book a couple of times, and then I read the. There was a couple of sequels for it that weren't very good, or nearly as good as the the book itself. But um, I was surprised that, and, I, and it was written in what the '60s. I was surprised at the graphic section. <laughs> I yeah, mean, yeah. it was pretty. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty, uh, pretty over the top for that time. So, well, what the Godfather book? Yeah, yeah. Well, a little short story. If you go read into that, and I know this is the Disney podcast, so I'm not going to get very. Uh, into it but Puzo used to write for like sex magazine books as a side job so that's how that kind of <laughs> makes sense that yeah makes he sense. he did writing to make money any way he could if you get what i'm saying so that's where that came in so that that's how i think the writing into came so naturally in the uh, godfather for him so <laughs> he did write that before so Gotcha. No, but it was it's a really good series. We watched that. We've been watching that and and it's one of those series where you can't wait for the next episode to drop. Where I kind of wish it was like Netflix where every single one of them came out at the same time, but they're they release one at a time now, John. Okay. So, but they're on episode I think 6 right now. So, you'll enjoy it. If you do have it, you'll enjoy it. So, Anywho, our buddy Robbie, it's a shame you're off this week, John. Hopefully, maybe you can see him, but he arrived at Disney World today. Yeah, Robbie and uh, DVC Mary are both down here. Um, so, yeah, I, I sent them both messages trying to uh, find out when they're leaving and seeing if we can uh, run into each other. If I get, I don't even know what day I'm going back yet, So, but hopefully. Yeah, well, hi, Fluton. He's over at the Grand Floridian, so... Well, where do you expect him to stay, Pop Century? Yeah, I heard they even opened up a couple new restaurant kiosks just to get up to his standards. <laughs> they flew in a couple executive chefs just to cook for him. That, that's what I heard. I might be wrong, but I did hear that. I bet you there's a FedEx van right there and they're delivering black truffles. Yeah, I'm sure. Here he goes. 29 minutes ago, I've been ordering the Grand breakfast with a pitcher of coffee for years i love the cheesy hash brown casserole fluffy biscuits perfect eggs over medium and both bacon and sausage it really looks good dude i mean they even placed it on the plate i'm sure they they had three people approve the placing on robbie's plates and <laughs> and he's walking across the walkway to the grand floridian on the bridge so he got to walk the new bridge, which is pretty cool. Very nice. So, I hope he has a great time. Uh, I'm going to try to... We got to get Evan on. I, Evan was supposed to come on a couple weeks ago, and then we fumbled it. I was going to try to get him on again last week, but I got tied up. So, we got to get Evan on to talk about his most recent trip. And I would like to get Robbie on when he gets back to talk about it and see if uh, 
all the high and the flute and stuff is up to standard still at the Magic Kingdom and how he if he had a good time or not. Because apparently I think he's going to spend more time at Disney World this week than he spent in Disneyland the last two years from the way it sounds. Yeah, he's having a hard time getting reservations and everything out of Disneyland too. So it's not just Disney World that's uh, still trapped in this ridiculousness. Disneyland actually is probably worse because they're a smaller park. So. Yeah, and did you hear the... Uh, the uh, the lawsuit that went on out there in uh, California for that. What what is the number one pass? I can't I can't remember the name. Yeah, we 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 talked about that last show um, where that lady sued because she couldn't uh, go on the days that she was entitled to go to and stuff. Yeah, and and the judge passed it, so we shall see. He put it through. I was shocked because I've been reading more about it, and we'll see what happens. I mean, I I don't know how you continue to be charge for your annual pass if you can't go to the park john i just you know i mean i i, I under yeah. i understand that she's she's frustrated and you know disney for the amount of money she's suing is ridiculous but yeah that's ridiculous yeah. <laughs> yeah. but i mean you, you can't tell me uh going to disney world has affected your life that much if it has you really need to look at your priorities in your life but so. and you're 100 percent right but i am so sure it isn't her asking for that amount it's the it's the lawyer that is trying to make a statement. I I don't think it's her asking for that. Usually the lawyers tell you what they can sue for. So he's probably finagling something, John. He's trying to pay his uh, college fees, John. (laughs) His 10%, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, 10% of a lot lower than that is nothing. So, but... We shall see. I mean, it's it's sad that you can't go. That's the whole deal. I'm hoping... uh, I hope in the way just I mean the way Chapik sound and he don't ever want to get rid of uh, the reservations, which I think is very sad. And it, it, I think it's going to end up doing eventually to what bags are doing to me right now because we have that whole bag thing in the state now, John, where you have to buy bags, you have to bring your own bags to the store. Which uh, I'm finding, and I hope it works. I'm finding that it makes you buy less. Because if I don't have enough bags with me, I'm not buying another five bags. I'm not spending five darn dollars every time I go to the store because I'm on my way home and I had to take the bags out because I'm loading stuff in the car for work or something else and I don't have a bag with me and I have to stop to go shopping and I have to buy five more bags. I mean, it's getting ridiculous with... I, I, have, I, I feel like every week I'm buying bags now. Yeah, and you know, during COVID, uh, all our grocery stores down here quit you were using or having you bring your bags to begin with. So now it's it, – it, would y'all people make up your mind? Yeah. You know, because at one time we were told we can't use the reason, usable bags, and now it's the only thing you can use. Yeah. So. No, it's it's ridiculous. I, I, I don't know. I just don't feel good putting packs of chicken in a reusable bag and keeping the reusable bag. That's just me. Yeah. That is very true. So any, I, any type of meat product that's yeah. leak, leaking goo. You yeah. know, so. so what I got to do, wash now my reusable bags? I mean, is that good for the environment? <laughs> I'm running electric to wash and, and do everything. It's just, as long as this, as long as they continue to sell cigarettes, John, I think it's all full of crap. Was, again, we've, we've talked a million times. There's not a single good thing that a cigarette does except for kill you. So It makes a lot of jobs and a lot of money. And yeah, that's well, what it does. And the bags now going away are making a lot of money because they're charging everybody that goes in the store for one. And know who I feel bad for the people at the register. They got to hear everybody. 
<laughs> I wonder who. <laughs> no, I I don't get on them because they're not doing it. I might preach, but not to them, but about what's going on. Like when I was at Wawa the other day, I for like going to Wawa, John. Now I need a bag. Now how is that convenient? You get what That's I'm saying? You, you think about going to the convenience <laughs> store with a bag, John? <laughs> no, I want a bag of chips, a candy bar, and a, and a soda. I want to put them in a plastic bag. I don't want to bring my own. No, no, but now you do. No, no. <laughs> but I can have a trash bag in my car that is plastic to throw out all this trash. What sense does that make? I don't know. But I'm in there with that today here, like, and I'm not yelling at her personally, but... You see the $8 a pack of cigarettes above your head still for sale, but I can't get a bag because it's bad for the environment. And I'm sure that those cigarette butts that all, half the jerks that smoke throw out the window are good for the animals too, aren't they, John? The birds no, picking yes. them up are great to filter. There you go. It's like the hypocrisy, John. But anyhow, I and then my last little rant of the week. It's summertime now here, John. And if you're going to be on your stupid mower... And you're going to be cutting the grass. How about you shoot it on your property and don't throw stones and stuff at my car and give me attitude when I lock on the brakes and give you an you know, start yelling at you and calling you a moron? Like when you cut your grass, John, if you're out at the street, do you shoot it all over the street and towards the cars that are coming down the road? No, I mulch it back into the yard. Exactly. Yesterday I got into it with a meathead because I'm driving home, and and the sad part of it is he has a big lawn. And then there's this little tiny piece that heads along the road that's on the woods line. It's probably one, it's one row of a, like a 40 inch mower, right? A mower, it's like one run. Instead of facing the woods, this moron's running along the edge of the road, which you know where everybody throws their debris and everything. He's riding along the edge of the road and shoots it. And I'm here all over my car, rocks, stones. And then I get out and he's giving me the attitude. Now, who's wrong in this situation, John? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go him. <laughs> I just see Doug on the side of the road trying to get in a fight with some dude oh, going to the grass. Well, I put, the, <laughs> I stopped and blew the window, and he had his earmuffs on. And I stopped, blow the horn, blow the window, and he turns down the mower, and he go, and he looks at me. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? He goes, what's your problem? I said, he goes, why? I said, you're shooting grass. You just hit my car. He goes, oh, I'm sorry. I said, sorry, don't do anything for me. I said, quit being so stupid and and point it the other way. I mean. I see this all the time. It's been a pet peeve for me for a while. So if you're on your mower and you see cars coming, don't shoot the crap out in the street. Am, 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 am I saying something wrong here, John? No, no, no. Look at how they mow at Disney World and take take uh, heed from their <laughs> example. Yeah, the landscapers at Disney shoot it the proper way. But I don't know. that. That's my stories for the week, John. It's aggravating. I'm tired <laughs> of bags and I'm tired of idiots cutting the grass the wrong way. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I, I, I missed, I missed this last week. I didn't, I didn't well, hear Doug uh, complaining about anything. So it was, yeah, yeah. So, well, I have, all right. I have double weeks, John. I'm going to be calm. I'm going to, I have mo- many more, but I'll stop. But okay. <laughs> uh, we'll start off with this. Disney's own survey is a list of Walt Disney World 50th anniversary shortcomings. <laughs> I didn't see yeah, this. I, Did you read uh, that? I read through it. I read through it, and uh, 
I'm, I'm not surprised. I mean, honestly, that because I, I was out at uh, Disney during the year of a million dreams, um, and I remember the 25th anniversary celebration. And so the 50th, it doesn't feel that special. It just doesn't. I mean, I, I, I understand there's, uh, take everything with a grain of salt and a cup of tea because uh, the pandemic did happen right as they were beginning to, to get everything together. Um, so I don't I, I think there was more special stuff planned that just didn't come together um, due to COVID. But the the, the one that I, I really am uh, agree with is the lack of anything special in the evening entertainment. Um, the fireworks show at the Magic Kingdom and the fireworks show at Epcot, neither one say anything about the 50th celebration. And, and to me, this is still the same thing that I've, I've complained about for years. I don't think Disney World gets nearly the love from the Disney executive community as Disneyland does. Disneyland is treated like the, the golden child. Well, Disney World is the one that goes out and does the job. He's, Disneyland's the sabbatical son or the uh, prodigal son that goes out and then he comes back and everybody's like, oh, you're so great. But Disney World's been here the whole time working, 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 and he gets uh, treated like the loudmouth uh, blower. So. Yeah, and I, and I truly believe, and this is just me right now, I truly believe that the executives right now don't care one crap about the parks as far as they don't have, I don't think they have the sentimental value. I just think that it's, it's all a business to them and that's it period. I don't think there's any, I don't think there's any love for the parks the way that they should. I don't feel it in the, in the, in the front offices anymore. It's just like a robotic machine to me. Yeah, especially Disney world. There's, yes. there's no sentimentality when it comes to Disney world, Disneyland, they still treat like Walt park and, and as it should be, but nonetheless, I mean, Disney world was Walt's ideal. That was his dream. Yes. And I mean, so, and it's treated like the, the, just the, the work, the workhorse, yes. you know, it worked all day and then taken out back and we can't even celebrate it properly for the, for its 50th anniversary. So. Yeah, I'll jump through them real quick. The celebration didn't celebrate classic Disney and lacked nostalgia. Check. From what I've been hearing, crowds made it difficult to enjoy celebration. The decor was limited. Commemorative entertainment for celebrations was limited. There were long lines to purchase the merchandise. The 50th anniversary merchandise you wanted wasn't available. The fireworks shows wasn't that great, basically, like you said, John. Uh, what else do we have here? My screen jumped up for a second. Well, it actually, it, it does say that both, uh, preceding shows were better. Um, you know, the, the wishes and, uh, happily ever after were better at the Magic Kingdom. And of course, though, as we've already talked about, Illuminations was better than the new nighttime show at, uh, Epcot, so... Oh, dude, that that's survey... what the survey say. Yeah, that survey came back... Sorry, Judith. <laughs> Sorry, Whoever liked the new show. I'm sorry. I'm only kidding, Judith. I hope you did like it. I mean, I'm sure it's fun to watch. I, I wouldn't, but the barges will never get through to me. But I think it came back like almost 80% people wished Illuminations came back. That's crazy, John. In my well, and part of that goes to show you what a fantastic show Illumination was. Uh, I guess in a way we were lucky to experience it as long as we did. But I don't know. That's, that goes also to a lot of things. When it's not broken, don't fix it. <laughs> People do that all the time. Why are you trying to improve on something that's already at, at enjoying this uh, this much success? You know. 
And I 100% agree with you. I could hear you all the way through there. You're just muffled a tiny bit. And I want everybody to hear the beauty of John's voice because they missed it for two weeks. But I did hear most of all of that. The thing is, you're right. With Illuminations, I think what they should have did, John, they should have kept it, fixed it to work perfectly again, if you get what I'm saying, updated it, and maybe added a scene to it, John. What do you think about that? Or added something in it or in beginning and end or something just added something to the show plus did a little bit like they do for Add- christmas and all and and new year's and stuff like that added a 50th anniversary celebration part portion to it and that would have been perfect yeah and it would have saved the prop of barges but the bottom line is they don't have to pay employees now to bring the barges out every day that was probably the 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 big genius up in the front office is uh agenda the whole time that was his big uh well listen chief you know chief we won't have to pay these barges you know what they cost us every day to move to and from if we if we just put these big ugly disgusting things in the middle of world showcase we'll save millions millions over the next 10 years i tell you chief yeah that's the only reason i could see about that it was difficult to find the special food and beverage offers in offerings it was not as good as other Disney celebrations. Uh, Year of a Million Dreams is the best one, in my opinion. Uh, the Epcot Millennial Celebration, I think, was the best because we had the parade and the start of Illumination. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But both of them were really good. Both of them blew this away. Am I wrong? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I wasn't a big fan of the thing for take for the 25th anniversary but it was something unique and different on the castle um and there's nothing unique and different at magic kingdom that i can i can think of off the top of my head right now well the thing i could say about that is i'm one of the few that like that and the only reason i liked it is because it was the first thing i ever seen there that was the first year i went was that that the first experience with the castle too so it holds a special place in her heart so yeah i mean i I thought it was kind of i don't know garish looking you know over the top but yeah it is it is what it is but walt Walt disney world is garish and cheesy looking really honestly so (laughs) i guess it's not too bad no i love the uh i love the castle just the way it is i think the updates made it even prettier they did a great job i will give them that on the the new paint scheme, I think it looks beautiful. But I don't hate I don't hate the ice cream cake as much as everybody else did, if you follow <laughs> me, because of it was the first time I went. So I have great memories. So at, at Disneyland, um, I know for their fiftieth anniversary that all the original attractions had one vehicle um that was painted gold to celebrate fiftieth anniversary. Why couldn't we get something like that? Yeah. No, I, hear I mean, it was something simple, uh, but it, it would make whoever was riding that one vehicle feel special. You know, they're in the 50th anniversary. one, So I don't know. It, it really is kind of just disappointing the way it's kind of uh, we put some statues in there. We got merchandise, overpriced merchandise for you there. Congratulations. <laughs> so. Yeah. And it said it just it, right here. One of the things was it seemed just like another day in the park. It was not special enough for the 50th anniversary. The prices for the 50th anniversary were were very high. Fireworks show, nighttime spectacular, didn't really celebrate anything to do with the 50th anniversary. The specialty food was limited, and the select merchandise was limited. Like, if you listen to this, there was nothing to be happy about, John. <laughs> so. No, no. I mean, really, the, the statues are cool. 
Yeah, that's about it. That's really the only unique, other than all that merchandise and all the silly food. Um, that that's about it. So. And what's this, John? Uh, did you read about this? What's this? Disney will open a dynamic art display and retail store on International Drive later this month. Now let's take a look. Uh, uh, the new art display will let you experience Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, and other Fab 50 golden sculpts as they come to life on a ribbon-like Disney art display that enwraps the outside of the Hollywood Plaza garage. The dynamic art display will feature additional Disney characters, celebrations, and more over time. We took our, a lot of knowledge from setting up the 50th art installations in our parks in Orlando International Airport wanted to spread a little of that magic out into the world. Well, Gary, direct, design director, was Disney's Yellow Shoes creative group, said it all started with a little idea and a question, could we do this? Could we turn this into a dynamic art display bigger than anything we've done before? Opening today's on the 31st of May, the Walt Disney World Store will offer theme park tickets, merchandise, and the first ever interactive Disney Vacation Club virtual discovery station. With Florida ceiling screens, the Disney Vacation Club Virtual Discovery Station can transport guests to the theme parks, resorts, and cruise destinations around the world via first-person virtual tours, photo galleries, and videos. So it sounds like a big uh, info booth is what yeah. it sounds like, right? Yeah, it's a travel It's a travel kiosk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's basically yeah. what it is. I sounds mean, it looks cool. cool. It looks nice. Yeah. I mean, I'm all for, you know, the magic, you know, going around. I mean, another place you can go get tickets and stuff without having to be at the crowds at the park that's cool and if they're smart what they'll do is put at least one little uh uh press penny station in there because i know people maybe myself that had to go out to oia purposely to go to that disney store just to get a press penny that was <laughs> part of the collection so yeah yeah put one in there and you'll track people over there for no other reason other than press pennies so so what's a press penny a dollar now yeah, I think they are. I think they're a dollar. And, <laughs> and uh, what they usually do is uh, the newer machines, you even just use your credit card and you don't put pennies in and anything. I mean, that was the point of doing press pennies when, when JJ was young, was having him turn the handle and take out the thing that he wants. So now you just, you're just you basically the press penny and the press quarters are now just – you could buy them at the gift shop. I mean, it's it, it takes away that interactive element of it. So. Yeah, well, that was the thing that it cracked you with how much that come. Like that AJ did it with her video that I watched the other day. The opening day when Disney World opened was, uh, what do you what do you think it cost to get in, John? Three fifty. Very good. That's what it was. Now they're saying with inflation and the way everything is that three fifty is equivalent to twenty one dollars today. So where where did the extra hundred and some come from, Doc John? Well, three fifty was to get in. Uh, for, uh, yeah, it's it's increased a ridiculous amount. But three fifty would not have included rides on anything. Well, it doesn't except... now either. Really. I mean, well, you got to pay yeah. extra now. They're charging you Genie Plus and all. You don't that. have to pay extra. You can go wait in line. But so, but. I mean, the 350, you would have got to ride uh, Delta's Dreamscape thing as many times as you want it. Believe me, I did because yeah. <laughs> my mom wasn't buying another ticket book. But I think a ticket book at 350, I think a ticket book would have cost you 
six bucks or so and you would have got an e-ticket or two e-tickets so if you wanted to ride everything you would end honestly you would end up spending probably close to 25 or 30 dollars now is that 25 or 30 dollars comparable to 100 what no not at all no no i mean but but 350 is not the same experience that you get walt disney world right now no if you look at it today like that 350 equivalent to what it is today for you we me and you aren't making you ain't making the amount of times more than what you would have made working then now. You understand what I'm saying compared to what the price increase was. Like, I'll be honest with you, John. Back in 1980, and this is the truth, when you're for housing, for sheetrock and houses, what they pay employees, not what the builder makes, but what they pay the subcontractor, what they make, we're making now less per sheet to hang sheetrock than I made in the in the mid eighties, early nineties, John. It's it's like four fifty to five dollars a sheet to hang it is what uh, a contractor will pay you, and it's the same amount now if you're working for like a local drywall company. It's crazy, the the amount that that is going up is astronomical, and now as far as it goes up, you still got to buy. Now they're telling you that they're going to add a couple more things to Genie Plus now, John. Did you see that? <laughs> No, I haven't paid any attention to Genie Plus and Lightning because I don't plan on on using it. When I go in uh, when I go in September, we're just going to wait in line. So I mean, we're going to take advantage of the extra hours and all that stuff. I've heard really good things about the uh, extra hours for um, deluxe resort guests, and and I know you're probably upset about that, but I'm staying in the boardwalk, so, <laughs> so no, oh, you know, I've heard no. lines are really minimal for that. So. Well, I'm only upset that. It's just, I think it should still be for all Walt Disney World Resort members. I I just don't understand how paying three hundred a night at at Caribbean Beach or uh, or or Port Orleans is uh, not enough to get extra magic hours now. No, I'm but you're going to give it to the Swan and Dolphin. <laughs> you could pay le- but you could if you're at the Swan and Dolphin, you get it. What sense does that make? You're pa- no, I pay that less. One, that one I don't know. I pay less at the Swan and Dolphin. A night that it's less a night for me to stay at the Swan and Dolphin than it is for me to stay at Riverside, John. Now, there's something wrong there, too. Yeah, 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 I agree. So, and they're saying now, Georgia, another person's leaving. Uh, former Walt Disney World president George, Car- what is it? Calo Calagridis has announced his retirement after fifty-year-long career at the Walt Disney Company. See, this is what's happening to Disney, in my opinion. All the lifers that really loved the park, like I believe he gave a crap. If you follow me, being there that long, well, he worked there fifty years. Yeah, yes. yeah. Evidently, he was uh, he was pretty uh, wrapped up in the company. See, it seems like they're not promoting as much as from in. They're just bringing in all kind of head head hunters and money people if you follow me not the people that the blood sweat and tears through the years of working for the organization george held a number of senior positions throughout the park in his long career including president of walt disney world and, and disneyland resort he was recently honored with a window on main street usa so i'm going to check out george's window that's pretty cool get a window on uh, main street john yeah that's a that's a big deal so Alongside news of George's departure, Disney Parks Experience and Products Chairman Josh DeMarco has made some organizational changes 
to the segment. And it says, Tom Mazalum, role as president, new experience, portfolio, and Disney Signature's beard has been included, blah, blah, blah. We don't need to get into all this, but there's a big, there's even going to be more changes coming to the parks. And the whole reason I brought this up, losing people like him is what really scares me even more, John. Because there's not many yeah, of them hanging around. That's your life for executives. But I don't know. Uh, I mean, a certain fresh blood, not the fresh blood they have now, but a certain fresh people coming into your organization can shake things up and, and really set things right. I mean, think about Michael Eisner. He definitely came from outside the company, but he had a lot of good ideas. And I think uh, uh, I think that was a good move. Yes. Um, I just don't know about the, the last couple of guys that they've hired from outside the company. See, the problem with is, and I know everybody will argue with me, but I read the book on, I, I read that whole book on the Disney years, that big long book about the Eisner years and all the going back and forth of things that were purchased and uh, the prom in Tokyo, uh, Paris and all. I read all, I, I that whole book was awesome. It was like an 18 hour audio book. And the thing that I got mostly from it for the longest time before his partner died, you know, in that helicopter crash. Uh, he was like Walt. He was all about making the experience better. He wasn't about the money. If you understand, what I'm yeah, saying. there was a there was a good balancing act between yes. him and his his uh, the financial guy that worked with him, much like Walt and Roy. Yeah, it was the same same type of correlation. Uh, one was a big dreamer, and then the other one was the practical guy that said, "Yeah, we could do this, but we're gonna have to do it this way." So it yeah. was. And, 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 and that's what I think the problem is now. Everybody in the executive offices, are they're only on the money side. There's not the one creative person or the guest experience person. Do you agree yeah, with and, on that? I would say there is creative people because, uh, I mean, there's certainly some new attractions that are very creative. You know, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is going to blow your mind when you get a chance to ride it. But I think what you're what you're like, the second part you said is definitely correct. I, I don't think there's that person that's that uh, concerned about the uh, the guest experience and especially the returning guest experience. They, they want to get you here for the first time, fleece you for as much money as they can, and then if you come back, great. But if not, that's all right. There'll be somebody else to replace you. So. Yeah, I mean, because when Frank Wells passed away, John, it was like, then everything fell on Eisner's <laughs> Michael Eisner went bananas. Is yes, what he did. Because he, <laughs> he had to be on both sides. And and the problem with it was, if you read the books with everybody trying to, because everybody there, once he passed, was moving for a position to try to take over, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. And yeah. then he had to be in charge of the money and everything. He, like, he, Wells was the only person, from what I read, that he truly trusted in the company. So that really... That was when all the wheels fell off the bus. There you go. So, here's Walt Disney World Arrow theme park entry for resort hotel guests to continue beyond this year. That's good for you, John. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, it will continue about throughout the, uh, all 2023. Go ahead. No, uh, go ahead. I was, I was going to jump to the next story. Okay, I was just saying, and what. And early theme park benefits, it's showing you the rides that will be open. It's pretty much everything at Epcot's open, John. I mean, it's, I mean, you, you want to go on, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, uh, Epcot's got, you know, it's got a couple of new ones with Ratatouille and, uh, um, 
Guardians, so they're, they're, they're getting more big attractions, I would say. No, but I'm saying pretty much everything but Guardians is open, really, is what it's showing here. Yeah, yeah. Beauty and the Beast, Frozen, Mission, Space, Ratatouille, Soren, Spaceship Earth, Test Track, and Seas with Nemo. Uh, Magic Kingdom, you have mostly, It's a Small World, Astro Orbiter, Buzz, Dumbo, Mad, Tea Party, Phil Her Magic, Peter Pan, Prince Charming's The Carousel, The Mind Train, Space Mountain, Barnstormer, Pooh, Speedway, TTA, Under the Sea, and then Carousel of Progress. Did you see they put the tracks down, John, for my uh, train? Behind, Thank uh, God. Behind Space Mountain, the tracks are finally laid, John. They're finishing them up. Thank God. Oh, my Coming God. together. Speaking of thank God, it. At Hollywood Studios, Alien Swirling Saucers, they're actually on our early, John. I'm so excited about that. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, we were all nervous about that one. Yes. Mini Mickey's Runaway Railroad, Millennial Falcon, Rock and Roller Coaster, Slinky Dog, Star Tours, The Avengers Continues, The Resistance, Twilight Zone, and Toy Story Mania. And then Animal Kingdom, Flight of Passage, Dinosaur, Dinosaur Everest, Bug, Navi River, River Journey, and... Try terror stop spin. So they're the only things open over there. There's like six things for early entry, but I don't know. I think uh, I think all the hotels should still. Oh, here we go. Early theme park entry participating hotels. All of them are on here, John. So I can't bitch about this one. It's the late. There night. you go. All the <laughs> movies, animation, every Disney resort is on here. And what else do we have here? Uh oh. Judith ain't going to like some of this, though, John. Swan and Dolphin's on there. Uh, Walt Disney World Reserve is on there. This is where Judith... This is where, if you want to get Judith's blood to boil, John... <laughs> is this thing working? Judith can hear this. The Waldorf Astoria gets in. Hilton Orlando Bonnet Creek. The Bee Resort and Spa, Judith. Double Tree Suites. Hilton... Orlando Buena Vista, Hilton Orlando Lake Buena Vista, Hilton in Orlando. Our wonderful, beautiful friends over at the Wyndham get in early, John. Wyndham Garden Lake Vista and Wyndham Lake Buena Vista and then the Four Seasons Resort Orlando. For what you pay at the Waldorf in the Four Seasons, your butt better get in early, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's uh, not a cheap night. And... I. I'm not sure, but I heard something about the Motel 6 on I-4 you get in early, too, John. <laughs> the night's in out on 192. No, I don't think so. <laughs> so. Yeah. Okay, get the next one, John. All right. A former lineup for the 2022 Eat to the Beat concert series. Ooh, you ready? Here we uh, come. There we go. July 14th and 15th, Baja Men. Okay. Can't place them. Uh, July 16th and 18th, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. They've been there a uh, long time, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. Yeah, they've been, they've been there several years. July 29th and 30th, so has she, Taylor Dane. Tell it to my heart. Tell me I'm the only one. Go ahead, That's what we were waiting for. Yeah. Uh, July 31st through August 1st, Tiffany. Oh, what? Well, I'm trying to think of a Tiffany song. I can't think <laughs> of one right now. I know a lot of them, think but I can't. Think we're alone like now. Could oh, it be a thing that is coming up? I always got her and that other uh, teeny bopper girl at the time mixed up. So uh, who was the other uh, teenage girl that was singing in the bowls? Oh, well, I know <laughs> who you're talking about. Yeah. Well, there was talk- she was the blonde. Yeah. 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 Well, I can't think of her name. I will, it'll come to me, John. 
uh, let's see, uh, August 5th through the 8th, Joey Fatone and Friends. Oh, my boy. He's from NSYNC. <laughs> uh, August 12th to the 13th, the Devon Allman Project. I don't know that. Uh, or is that an Allman Brothers reference yeah, of some sort? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, August 14th and 15th, Christopher Cross. August 19th to the 20th, Journey, former, former lead vocalist Steve Aguirre. I have no clue who Steve Aguirre is, but he probably filled in between him and the last guy. There you go. Uh, August 21st to 22nd, Air Supply. Because you're every woman in the world to me. <laughs> September 2nd and 3rd, Southern Avenue. All I can think of is uh, get me my uh, barbecue. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know that one. Yeah, me neither. Uh, September 4th through 5th, Chris Allen and David Cook. Uh-oh, dude. We're having a, a American Idol jam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, September 9th through the 10th, Hoobastank. John, say excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me, was that your Hoobastank? Yeah, that uh, your Hoobastank? Uh, September 16th and 17th, Los Amigos Invisible, Invisibles. <laughs> I have no clue who that is, but right. I'm sure our Mexican friends will enjoy them. I, I have no clue who they are. Uh, September 23rd to 24th, BB Mac. I don't know who BB Mac is either. September 30th through October 1st, Stokely. Oh, I don't know who that is either. Okay, we're running good here, aren't we? Uh, October 2nd and the 3rd, Sheila E. She used to be with my boy Prince. There you go. Yeah. October 7th through the 8th, Mark Wills. Yeah, I don't know who that is either. Uh, October 9th through the 10th, some Southern Fried Country or uh, country Rock for you, 38 Special. Yeah, I'd like me some 38 Special, John. I didn't mind. Uh, October 23 to 24th, Billy Ocean. Oh, Billy Ocean was the man, dude. Is he the get in the car guy? I don't get know. into my car. Let's have one get into else. my car. Get into my <laughs> job or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yes. I get think in. it was him. Wasn't yeah, it? yes, yes. Oh, dude, uh, Hanson, dude. I'm gonna be standing by the promenade with my lighter going. John. Yep. October 28th to the 31st, Hanson. Actually, their beer that they show that they uh, have the the, the the hop up one is pretty good. Uh, November 4th through the 7th, boys to men. There you go. Boys to Wrap men. it up with a good. Probably the best out of there, I would think. Yeah, you got to have the Philly. Journey would be good. Air Supply would be good. A lot of them would be good. They're 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 not free, but they're part of park admission. But Boys to Men is yeah. bomb. Yeah, yeah, and and Journey would be good, but it's not Journey. It's just the one of the former leader sing, lead singers. So, um, Air Supply actually seems like a the actual band itself. So. Yeah, well. I so I proposed to my wife with an air supply song playing, so that'll tell there you how you much go. I like air supply. So nice. Yeah, it was Christmas time. I had the air supply on the radio, John. I mean, on the on the CD player, John. <laughs> uh, and she after I proposed, she said, "Hoobastank." <laughs> <laughs> Was that a reference? Yeah, but no. Get off your get off your knee and get yeah. me a Hoobastank. Yeah, yes. But no, uh, I never heard of Hoobastank. I got to look up who the heck Hoobastank is, John. <laughs> I don't know, but it's fun to say. Isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. I'm gonna call. That's gonna be my brother's new nickname. Hey, Hoobastank. <laughs> hey, tomato, Hoobastank. Yeah, uh, but uh, 
The white rhino. I mean, uh, white rhinos at Disney's Animal Kingdom get Fitbit, John. <laughs> Fitted with fitness tracker. Well, that's basically what Fitbit is, isn't it? So. Yeah, we'll see what that says. You got that? Yeah, it's coming up. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, let's see. White rhinos at Animal Kingdom are getting in on high-tech fitness with new GPS-enabled activity trackers. On a slightly larger scale than an Apple Watch, well, I would hope so, <laughs> a little tougher, uh, the rhinos are sporting an activity tracker very similar to the popular fitness trackers. Many of us have worn to track our daily steps and activity. Uh, the activity trackers help Disney's animal care teams better understand the activity levels of the rhinos throughout the day and when they settle in for the evening. The built-in accelerometer gives the ability to track the distance they cover running and walking around the savanna in their sleeping and napping schedules. Built-in GPS unit allows the teams to see where on the savannas the rhinos like to spend their time, revealing which features in the habitat are most popular to them and how factors like wallow, sun, and shade impact the areas they use. So, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty interested. I wonder if some of that'll be on the new Disney because they're doing the Animal Kingdom. Uh behind the scenes so i'm wondering if this is one of the things that they'll show you when they're there it kind of it kind of sounds like it might be yeah yeah it sounds like an, an, an ability to do uh track where they are what they're doing and uh and like, if they're getting enough exercise yeah to know if they need to put the food further away so they walk back yeah, there you go more. you gotta work farther for them. and i've been waiting for two weeks now to cry about this one john oh boy here it comes yeah and one of the guys at work goes to me, I got tickets. I said, if it's before August, dude, you're an idiot. <laughs> but anyway, if it's in August, you're an idiot is what I said. 2022, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party tickets are now available on general sale to all guests following an early booking window for resort hotel guests. So are you? what if you buy the ticket? Do you get a park reservation with this one, John? No. Yes. No, you still got you still got to get a park reservation to come to the party. No. Okay. Don't. Just making sure. I'm surprised that ain't the next one, so they could sell more tickets. All guests can be been begin purchasing tickets online now at four zero seven nine three nine forty two forty. Ticket prices range from what do you think they are, John? Uh, let's say I'm gonna say they're from ninety nine to two hundred and something. 109 to 199 and they moved it up a little further john it starts august 12th this year buddy so there's there's six dates in august august 12th 16th 19 23 26 and the 30th john uh september 2 5 9 11 13 16 18 20 23 25 27 29 and 30 and then in October, you got 2, 4, 6, 7, 10, 11, 13, 14, 16, 18, 20, 21, 23, 25, 27, 28, 30, and 31. Uh, I just don't know why it starts on August, John. And it's so weird the first night because, oh, my God, we got to be at the very first event. We got to record. We got to record. So, dude, hey, do you know those vloggers that want to record? So let's. Let's give it 
right to them. Let's stick it right where the sun don't shine to all the people to give us free publicity. We know they're going to want to be the first ones to come to record it. So what we're going to do is we're going to add 30 bucks to stick it right up all the vloggers rear end and charge them $139 to go to that show. And then the rest of the month, it's 109 John. <laughs> Yeah, the people that give us free advertisement. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. let's get them. Yeah, so as usual, listen, we got to nail our favorite, our most loyal people. We cannot let them get away with 109. We got to stick it to them. So let's add 30 bucks. I mean, what else is that saying, John? It's saying exactly what you're saying, that it's sold out every year. So they're going to, uh, it's sold out usually before Halloween. I think that first one usually sold out before the actual Halloween night. So, yeah, yeah they're going to take advantage of it. Yep. And and I would say, like, you might have somebody argue with me, like, because the Disney loyalists usually do. They're going, well, it is a Friday night, and that's a weekend. So you can charge more for the weekend than a nightly fee. Well, the following Friday is only 109. So that, that, that argument's hogwash. So it's 109 for Tuesday, 109 for the following Friday, all of August. The rest of the dates are 109. And then in September, the first couple weeks is 109. And then all of a sudden, we're getting closer to Halloween, guys. We need to whack them over the head. So listen, if you go on Monday, September 5th, it's 109. But the show on September 9th is worth an extra $10. We do absolutely nothing more, but we're going to charge you an extra $10. So wait, guys. Wait, 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 wait. Now we're at September 23rd. Ooh, the air got a little cooler. We could charge them an extra $20. So we're going to go up to $139. But wait, it's going to get better. Two weeks, a week after that, not even, five days after that, we can get $159 in six, six days. We can get $179, John. And then we're going to drop back down to $159, go back up to $179, back down to $159. Like you get a lot more with these extra this extra fifty bucks, don't you? Yes, I'm absolutely positive you do. Yeah, then Halloween itself is hundred and ninety nine dollars. Family of four, eight hundred bucks to watch the headless horseman run down the street and get some free candy. <laughs> I mean free it's insane it's insane. I mean uh, dude, do me a favor. Ask your children if they'd rather have the eight hundred bucks or go get a uh, an eight hundred Give them 700 bucks and buy some Reese cups for them and see if they'd rather have that than go stand there because it's worth no more than a standard night. It is not worth $200. Do you think it's worth $200, John? No, no. Uh, we had a good time the year we went, but it was like 65 bucks. So yeah. I thought that was fair. Yeah. Well, it's just like uh, Disney goes up like gas prices, John, <laughs> is the way it seems, and nobody's stopping it. Uh, Magic Kingdom Harmony Barbershop reopening, John. Many people that couldn't get their hair cut, they could get it cut at home, but not on Disney property. The COVID spread more at Disney than at the local barbershop. There you go. Uh, Harmony Barbershop on Main Street will reopen July 31st at Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom. Limited number of reservations for the experience will be a bookable on My Disney Experience beginning on the 28th of June. Walk-in appointments will be accepted based on availability. Harmony Barbershop closed along with the rest of Disney because of COVID-19. Along with the news of the Harmony Barbershop, Disney also said today that the Bibbidi Bobby Boutique will reopen later this year, but did not offer any specific dates. Or pricing. Yeah, true. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say the full works of the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, the, like the, 
the princess one, I bet you that goes up a minimum of a hundred bucks. I think we were looking at four seventy five or something before the pandemic. So if it's around six, yeah, I would I would say you're about right. Yeah, I'm sure they're just gonna gouge you because again, most of those people that do that too are most of your loyal fans. Uh, Either that or or a uh, and I saw this more than once a really really guilt ridden father who <laughs> doesn't spend a lot of time with his daughters. Yeah, that would that happens a lot too. So. Yeah. Yeah, let's guilt them and let dad max out his uh, credit cards and work yeah. 80 hours to pay it off. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind joins the extended evening hour attraction lineup at Epcot and will use a virtual queue. That sucks, virtual queue. You said the queue made it better, didn't it? Uh, the queue and then the pre-show absolutely yeah. set the stage for the attraction. Yeah, without just doing the, uh, without doing, especially the pre-show, uh, you're pretty clueless as to what's going on because it, it doesn't come directly from any movie or anything. You have to do the queue and especially the pre-show to understand what you're supposed to be seeing. So, yeah, I'm trying to see if his, uh, even the hours extended for two hours, nine to 11. I'm just trying to see if it, if it does, yeah, it's it's only deluxe for them, John. Yeah, 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 and they're gonna do the virtual queue, so you have to be inside Epcot at six p six p.m. if you're part of the extended evening hours. Um, and the extended evening hours will take place two hours immediately following regular park close, which is typically nine to eleven. Uh, so at six, you need to be ready to go jump on your virtual queue. And it does mean that if you are staying at one of those deluxe hotels, you will have actually a chance to ride it twice or to get reservations twice. Once at 7 p.m., again at 1 p.m. if you didn't get a 7, and then at 6 p.m. So. Well, yeah, and it does say here Swan, Dolphin, Reserve, and Shades of Green are all included. So if you stay at a value, guys, Disney's telling you you're not worth it. You're spending you're spending an extra two hundred a night to stay at a value than you would off property. I would argue, and again, I've said this a million times. I would argue that the the price hike from a value resort on Disney property to the same value resort off property is more than what a deluxe resort is off property to a deluxe resort on property. You get what I'm saying? The equivalent. You know what I'm saying with that? Yeah, the the ratio. Yeah. Yeah, the percentage. Yes. Yeah, yeah, would, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, because there's rooms you can get out on 192, probably still for fifty nine, seventy nine dollars a night. Um, and especially if you shopped around and went through, you know, one of your uh, uh, resources that'll allow you to book something early and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah you can definitely find some. And then the offsite properties, there's, uh, like the Ritz Carlton out on. Um, um, uh, John Young Parkway, it's going to be pretty close to what you're going to be paying at uh, probably one of the deluxes on, on property. So That's what I'm saying. So you're taking advantage of the guest that stayed on property that spent all the money. The, the broke the broke ass guest. Yeah, yes. yeah. Take advantage of us again. It just, it, that that's the whole aggravation that keeps building with me right there, John. Because those are the, and what makes no sense to me is, is there, a lot of them are the young families, too, trying to establish themselves to become your loyal. They don't care about loyalty no more, apparently. 
That's that's the whole thing I'm getting out of it. Uh, Lightning Lane Access, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. Lightning Lane Access will be soon included in G Disney's Genie Plus. Uh, I'm just saying that. The move comes alongside the opening of Guardians of the Galaxy, which will not be part of Genie Plus. So you got to pay extra for that. Uh, Disney Genie Plus is an option within Disney's Genie service that makes former FastPass lines available. Selects attractions not now called Lightning Lane at Walt Disney World. The introductory pricing of $15 per day. I mean, I, I just want to punch this laptop every time I see that. <laughs> I, I really do. I mean, it's just disgusting. I mean, you raise ticket prices the way you do. Isn't that enough, John? You would think. You would think. But um, I don't know. that Doug, honestly, the reason all this came around, uh, or at least the idea is, because the biggest complaint, you know, the people that take the survey walking out of Walt Disney World that standing there, and the biggest complaint for the longest time was the lines, the lines, the lines, the lines, the lines, the lines. Even with fast pass, you still have to wait lines, lines, lines. And so they figured a way to to seeing that that's the biggest complaint. They're trying to cut down, uh, uh, get money and cut down the uh, the complaint was the lines. And there are people I've heard people on my bus that absolutely hate this but there are just as many that absolutely love it they think lightning lane and genie plus is the best thing since sliced bread yeah they well, absolutely that they love it and they're going to spend their money on it because they don't have to wait in line just like all the other people yeah there's so. nothing like paying for something you got to get up at seven o'clock every damn morning to get on the phone <laughs> to be i mean i mean to ruin your vacation that is awesome i mean i love the fact that i'm paying an extra 60 dollars a day when i'm down there Family of four, another 300 for the week. And then mom or dad has to get up every god darn day by 6 to be sitting by their phone at 7 to try to get a ver I mean, if you're paying this, you should get on the ride, in my opinion, John. You would think. I don't get it. I mean, I honestly don't. I mean, but then, Doug, I also have rode every attraction. <laughs> you know, I, mean, I lost you, Johnny. Good. I. I said I, it's, I've rode everything at Walt Disney World. So if I don't get a chance to ride uh, something, it's not going to be the end of the day for but, me. And, but, you but, know, some people, they do, and that's yeah, it. So. I'm thinking about poor Judith up every single day at 7 a.m. After work, and she's a nurse, works like, what, 80 hours a week, crazy hours, the whole nine yards. And then she goes to her happy place on vacation. And now you're told... Now, you can't just go to the park and get a fast pass. you got to get up bright and early in the morning. Well, how about Disney then? You, you forgot about charging the actually $15 because you're putting me to work. How about first come, first serve, John? You just get up and whoever gets the pass gets the pass. So why does it have to be charged extra? Well, that's what it was for the longest time. I don't know why they had to go away from the fast pass service to begin with. Because they found a way to make money out of it. Exactly. It's all about cheapy chapic and money grubbing Bob. <laughs> Uh, demolition crews on site at Disney's Poly Resort. Have you seen any of the construction going on around there, John? No, but the the alcove oh, kind of sits back from where we drive on on the property, so uh, I don't think we would see it unless they bring crane in or something like that. So yeah, I think they are. So you might see the crane. Yeah, yeah, probably will. Epcot will be closing early for a private party on a private event on June fifth, twenty twenty two, at eight p.m. With no performances of the park, nighttime spectacular, harmonious. Oh, I'm going to miss harmonious. According to the latest operating hours calendar, 
Epcot will open 30 minutes earlier than usual at 8 a.m. and close at 8 p.m. for guests staying at Walt Disney World property. Early entry begins at 7.30 a.m. So it's going to be closed for, it doesn't say who will be renting the park, but it will be closed for that day, John. Do you have to bust them? Uh, private parties, no, they usually have charter buses. Um, so, yeah, if anything, that would actually mean when somebody would have a couple of uh, extra uh, or uh, early, get uh, let go a little earlier that night. So. Oh, it says the private event is the opening night of the U.S. Travel Association's IPW 2022 Tourism Showcase. So, it, Tourism Showcase is taking over the park that night. Trying to see what else we have here, John. I know we got plenty more because we had two weeks off. See, this is the punishment. You get you get double the aggravation of me, John. Woo! I know, uh, uh, I don't even know if there'll be a story about it, but our iridescent evenings for cast members are coming around this summer where we'll have a chance. There's like, uh, oh crap, that was, no, that's tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> I was like, when do I have to register? Okay, tomorrow. Okay. Um, but you know, we have the choice of Magic Kingdom, Epcot, or Hollywood Studios, and uh, get to take one guest, and we'll have the park just as cast members. Um, so I'm going to have like a choice of six nights for the Magic Kingdom, six or seven nights for Hollywood Studios, or six or seven for Epcot. And I asked Lisa, and she, she of course goes Epcot. And I go, Lisa, we can go to Epcot anytime. That's the one park I can get into. Let's go to Hollywood Studios so you can ride the Star Wars stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a shame she don't like Epcot, John, at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a shame she don't like the place where I buy beer all day. No. Yeah. Uh, well, let's go get some, let's get you on something that you don't get a chance to ride, okay? Yes, okay. <laughs> uh, 100%. Uh, Florida Governor DeSantos says state will likely take control of Disney's Ready Creek Improvement District. That ought to be an interesting story to tell down the line there. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm going to give you a prime example of why this is just going to be a headache for us. Um, so about two months ago, we had several potholes that had developed in the last couple of weeks on property. And somebody made a list of them, reported them to the road crew department. And I would say it took after that list was Fortnite and given to them and stuff like that. It took about a week there were all those potholes to be filled. Once the Orange County government is really in charge of <laughs> our roads, do you think they'll be filled within two weeks? No, those potholes will be out there for a year and a half before anything gets done on them. So. We shall see. It ought to be very, very yeah. interesting. If he got rid of Light and Lane, I'd vote for him. That's about it, John. <laughs> <laughs> The only way I'd stick my head into political on this show, if you get what I'm saying. If he did get rid of Lightning Lane, I might have to talk highly of him yeah, on the yeah, show. If, if, yeah, I, I think you'd have a lot more uh, fans in the Disney community if he has actually uh, uh, said, this is unconstitutional. <laughs> this whole Lightning Lane thing, this is unconstitutional. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, I'm all on then, John. Yeah, I, I can agree with that one, yeah. right? Uh, one of the last remaining pieces of the legacy signage removed from Epcot, John. Yeah, let's see. Uh, the Epcot guest relations sign has been removed and replaced with the new styles. Work continues in the 
in that area of the park. The guest relations sign over the entrance of one of the last remaining legacy signs in the few former future world. Guest relations has been temporarily relocated to the front of the park during the work. Elsewhere in the area, workers wrapping up on the newly extended column between guest relations and the Connections Cafe. This addition creates conceals a stairway for rooftop access. The tall lighting poles seen elsewhere in the in world celebration and world discovery have also been installed. How'd you like the front of the park when you were there recently for Guardian? It looked a lot better. What I saw, I liked it a lot. Um, the The cafe setup was really nice, and the uh, Starbucks on one side, and then the actual uh, burger restaurant on the other side, I, I thought was a, a better utilization of the space than they had before. And the Starbucks is massive, um, so it should be no problem. Uh, you getting your uh, lovely wife a coffee in the morning, me grabbing Lisa or Frappuccino. Um, so it should be a lot easier, a lot more streamlined. I mean, it was, that was one of the easiest Starbucks to get in and out of as it was. Yeah, it was very uh, good. Like the yeah, Charlie Clark Cafe, that's Studios. that's a different story over there. The Hollywood um, Studios one? Oh, that's atrocious. So, but. I'll tell you what, the Animal Kingdom one moves pretty good, too. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I think it's the the Hollywood Studios, the Magic Kingdom one are just like because um, all the ones at Disney Springs aren't bad at all. No, so. no, because the one over at Animal Kingdom, right before you go over the bridge there to uh, yep. Africa, is awesome. I mean, we're always in and out of there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've never been in there really where there's been like it's been overly packed. If you get what I'm saying, it always seems like it's flowing good. That might be a little bit because it's out of the way, and the signage is almost kind of like uh, uh, camouflaged in a way. You know, awesome. it's a little, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a little harder to find than than uh, the one at Hollywood or Magic Kingdom, certainly. So. Yeah, well, I like those too. I mean, do you miss the Fountain of Nations, though, John? I'm sure you do. Yeah, and and the faint whiff of sulfur as you walk by. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. And I mean, why? I missed that last part. The faint whiff of sulfur water as you as you walk by. So. Uh, the faint of the sulfur water, yeah. Yeah, the faint smell of the sulfur water. Yeah, I'm gonna miss that. It's gonna it, it's gonna be weird because I I've never been there with that going. You know, what I mean, it's gonna always it just seems weird. They're doing more work. Epcot's World Showcase beautification project continues at the Japan Japan Pavilion this month with more progress on the walkway surfaces. The the paving around Epcot is absolutely gorgeous around all the different countries, isn't it? Yeah, the pavement and uh, all the stuff is one of the one of the detailed things that you can really find all all through Walt Disney World. You know, even at Ratatouille with the new attraction, if you if you look closely, you'll see little rat prints in the in the concrete and the pavement and stuff like that. So it's one of the one of the most detailed aspects of the of the parks. Uh, it, it, that that's the amazing part of uh, Walt Disney World is all the uh, the little Disney difference, and I I want them to continue to do more and not charge me for it though. <laughs> <laughs> now it just seems like every difference is. Uh, I'm surprised they don't blindfold you and tell you. Well, you can't look down at the pavement unless you pay for lightning lane, lightning viewing lane. You got to be blindfolded. Uh, what else we have here? Red car trolley characters kiosk now open at Disney's Hollywood Studios. So there is a new character trolley opened up. Uh, oh, Disney Animal, Disney's Animal Kingdom has a new pepperoni pizza, John. I'm gonna say it tastes like crap. 
Oh, you think so? Yes. Well, what is it? Pepperoni? No, I'm sorry. I, the the, the uh, little signage was cut off. It's new pepperoni pizza roll. And fifth anniversary Pandora arrived. Did you hear the movies were finally announced, John? They're actually talking about Avatar. <laughs> Does anybody care anymore? No, I, I mean, I the attraction is... The attraction is awesome, but really, I mean, I have no interest in. I, I certainly will not be waiting in line to go see that movie. No, who will? And all three of them are made now, John. Like, they, they really got. Okay, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna totally not speak about it for what five, seven, ten years, and then we're not only are we gonna release one movie, we're gonna release three movies in a row, and expect you to go want to see them. Uh, well, 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 Doug. Speaking of a movie that I am excited to see, and I'm going to make sure I download on my tablet before I head home, is uh, and and I know. See, you were as a, you're a little older than I am, so and as a kid, you were way too cool to still be watching cartoons in the '80s. But not me. I was a geek, and uh, before I would go to work at Publix every day, I'd sit and watch Chippendales Rescue Rangers. And there's a Chippendales Rescue Ranger movie that premiered yesterday on Disney Plus and I am so excited to, re- to <laughs> download it and go home and watch it. So. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool, dude. Nah, I watch some cartoons. Like, dude, I'm never too old to watch the Flintstones. If I'm flipping through the station and flip zones, <laughs> the Flintstones are on, dude, I'm in. Uh, yabba dabba do every day of week for me, John. I get to watch the now, now, are you a little green alien guy or did you not don't like him at all? Uh, I watched Gadzoo, the great Gadzoo, but I didn't like it. Yeah. That's when they jumped the shark, John. That's what I always thought too. Yeah, I wasn't a fan. I wasn't. A, I, I wasn't a fan of him. So. No, but no, that kind of ruined it for me. And you know, I like the Jetsons still, John. I could watch some Jetsons. You know, he was born this year. Okay. George Jetson supposedly was born in 2022. Well, that's so. pretty cool. That Happy birthday to George! Look at John you know? dropping the knowledge. <laughs> Actually, I just saw that all over Facebook a couple of weeks ago. So. But uh, yeah, he was supposed to be forty in twenty sixty two, so he's supposed to be born this year. So, oh, that's crazy. Uh, this thing here—they're saying it's heartburn, but pizza rolls are now available beginning at ten forty-five a.m. and comes as pepperoni or cheese. A kids' meal is also available for a dollar cheaper, but the roll is—but it's only half a roll. And it doesn't give the price here. This was a basic Disney Parks pizza rolled up. It does make for an easy snack in the middle of the day. Now that our heartburn is at its max, let's pop over to Animal Kingdom and walk it off. So, <laughs> yeah. But now, uh, I don't know. Uh, I would try it. Brenda wouldn't like it, but I would try it. Now, is it an egg roll type thing with pepperoni pizza in it? No, or is it, it kind of more looks like a croissant. Okay. All right. I was thinking of Tony's pizza rolls, and I was thinking, well, that would be awful cheesy. Yeah. Well, ah, ah, cheesy. That's <laughs> uh, funny. Uh, what's this light year? Oh, the light year sneak preview at Disney's Hollywood Studios, what Walt Disney presents. Dude, I am still pissed off that, that Tim Allen is not playing Buzz. You know, and I saw a preview of that yesterday, and I, I, I don't know from the preview I saw, it looked like they're taking it too serious. I mean, Buzz Lightyear is a cornball, and, you know. They're it, making him Captain almost, America. 
yeah, that's the feeling I had too. And I was kind of like, well, first it's not Tim Allen, and now it's it's he really is a galactic superhero. No, he's a goonie goo goo who accidentally saves the world type stuff. Not you know, I am really a hero. So no. I don't know if I'm gonna like it. No, and it was a hundred percent political why he was gone. It was a political deal, and and again, I don't want politics in my Disney movie. I don't want to hear about it. Tim Allen was the voice. I mean, so uh, are you going to get rid of Woody, too? You know what I mean? Going to get rid of Tom Hanks? Uh, I doubt it. Yeah, I mean, but, well, I didn't think they would get rid of Tim either. You know, if Tom yeah. Hanks says something that he don't agree with, God forbid, he don't. he's no longer Buzz. I mean, Woody. It's ridiculous. You know, and, and it's funny, uh, Doug, I mean... It, Tim Allen's politics aside, but Gilbert Godfrey was as far as I could never stand Gilbert Godfrey, and he said more offensive stuff than I think. Uh, <laughs> and yet, yeah, he worked in Disney films, so yeah. Well, it all became to his politics on his show that was on ABC, yeah. And they got mad about it because he actually what this country has fought for was to have a freedom of speech. Am I wrong, John? It wasn't like he was on there saying hurt anybody. But the bottom line was he moved over to Fox. So BNC moved to Fox's TV show, You're No Longer Buzz. I mean, yeah, which is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, the voice, the, the the whole thing you know of Buzz and Woody are their voices. Am I wrong? Well, yeah. yeah. It's just, it just stupid. Again. Uh, what else? Because I'm over on the other site now, John. Yeah, I see it. Oh, did you hear about this? Me and Brenda read this last night. Guest drops Apple Watch on Epcot ride and tries to jump out to get it, and she they they yelled at her and made her get back in the car. And the reason she was so upset, it was a like a really it was a thirteen hundred hour Apple Watch. It was like a Prada or one of those really fancy Apple watches. And uh, it was wait, it was a uh, here we are. Where's the watch at? It was a it was an Apple. Hermes watch, Hermes, Hermes. I'm sorry, I'm not highfalutin. Robbie would have rolled right off his tongue, but it's a Hermes watch, and it was $1,300. Well, she dropped it, but the problem was it had all her credit cards and all linked to it, John, and supposedly somebody charged $40,000 on it before she got it back. That's pretty nuts, ain't it? Yeah, that's crazy, but uh, I'm going to tell you right now, do not drop something and expect uh you it's going to be okay to get off and, and pick it up that ain't happening i mean uh that is the number one violation that will uh upset every disney cast member in the world you do not leave the attraction so i don't care if unless it's your child you know i mean do not drop something and expect to get it back right away it just doesn't happen if it's well, that important to you you need to hold on to it better yeah so. well the problem with the the whole story was is supposedly a disney employee came over and seen the watch and told the lady that she would get it when the lady got off returned and came back to the ride they acted like they never found it or know where it is so that's where the whole story gets a little gray to me it's crazy but the bottom line is, could you imagine dropping your watch and next thing you know, American Express is contacting, telling you there's $40,000 worth of charges? Yeah, no, I, if, if I lose my uh, debit card, I'm deleting it right away. So, yeah, she should have, as soon as she, it doesn't matter what that cast member told her. As soon as she got off that attraction, she should have been on the phone uh, 
canceling anything that was tied to her credit card, uh, tied to her watch. I don't know. That's the problem with everything being tied to everything yep. else now. I mean, there's so much information out there zapping around that if you lose something like your Apple Watch, you're gonna the possibilities are incredible of of uh, somebody using it for fraudulent things. Well, it's it's like my beautiful sister-in-law. Like she would always tell me for years that I don't do anything. I don't buy anything online, but. I said, Donna, it doesn't matter. If you use your card at Target, it goes to the same places it does that you put it on your computer. It's all going to the same database. So it doesn't matter yeah. where you use it. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. All your Unless... stuff is out there. And she's like, no, no, no. I came in on my computer in my room and found everything about her within like 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, unless you uh, deposit your, your check into your bank and then you go get your $100 out to go grocery shop. Well, who's buying groceries for $100? <laughs> you get the money yeah. out to go buy groceries. Uh, I mean, your credit card information is zapping around all over the freaking place. You know, only, the best thing you can do is to check your accounts daily to make sure that there's no new charges. Yeah, you know? well, I have credit karma, and they, they scan my stuff yep, every day. Yep, exactly. So Now it's crazy. Well, yeah, she, uh, and then Brenda goes to me, she goes like, like we were talking in bed real quick, and it was like, she goes, how did they spend 40 grand that quick? I said, there's an art gallery right, right, like 15 steps from that. (laughs) 40 grand at at, at Epcot, give me at least a 40 grand. (laughs) Yes, exactly. One trip around World Showcase, it could be gone. Uh man, we'd have dinner at La Salle. <laughs> well, not even time to have dinner. Like, say you wanted to charge everything you possibly could as fast as you possibly could. You just go oh. from store to store buying clothes. You oh, could yeah. spend ten grand in any of those real uh, a lot of those stores at World Showcase. Am I wrong? Man, you could go into uh, uh, the Germany toy shop and spend forty grand. Probably yes. in the cuckoo shop. There's a cuckoo clock in there for uh, I think. Uh, Fifteen thousand. Yeah, and then there's uh, what at uh, Art of Disney. There's that um, Arebus Brothers uh, Cinderella Castle. That's I think thirty five thousand. So that's, there you go. Boom. Absolutely, you could bang that out real quick. Buy a couple of those things, and you're done before it gets taken yep. over. So they're on the lookout forever stole it, but we shall see. Uh, the moral of the story is: don't drop your fourteen hundred dollar watch on a ride. And also, why is it not on your wrist? And also, keep track of your phone because most people have the same crap on their phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we find a lot of cell phones. I mean, cell phones make more sense than your watch. She must have taken it off to massage her wrist or something. I mean, why are you taking your watch off? And supposedly she hit the clasp or was playing with the clasp and it broke and it came Mm -hmm. apart. Might have been itching her. Who the hell knows? It's just a shame. Uh, that's awful. That's awful. Uh, cheesy uh, fourteen hundred dollar watch. Part <laughs> when you play with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, what else we have here? Revenge travel could be affecting Disney parks tourism. Like, I truly believe, and this is just me. The way the economy and everything's going right now, I, I think everything is good right now because people couldn't wait to get out. Like our good buddy, like Pat, he hasn't been there in a couple years. Yo, people like that who haven't been out, so they're going. But. Dude, like you just spoke about groceries. I mean, I, I can't go to the grocery store without spending $300 for a week. It's crazy. The prices are ridiculous right now. Between gas and groceries, I, I don't even know what I'm going to do anymore. <laughs> it's just sickening. But I think if things continue the way they are with the stock market coming, everything going, it, there's a there's going to be a perfect storm that could be hitting them all over again. And, and I wouldn't be surprised because that's what it looks like. I think in, after the 50th anniversary, I think they might be in some trouble, John. 
And if they are done, all they do is give free dining back and uh, reduce the rates by 30% of the hotels, and all of a sudden it'll be busy again. So, well, and that's where like, it should be. But that's what yeah, it needs for us to get back in the game again, John. And Yeah, exactly. So if it does slow down, well, believe me, nobody's going to uh, – it ain't going to be the end of the world. It just maybe mean we can get a, catch a break there for a change. So well, maybe I can actually go to the park. And, and you know what cracks me up is, like, and I, and I ain't mentioning names or whatever, but what cracks me up is the same hypocrites that defend Disney for the price gouging because of the crowds. Because basically Chapik flat out said, we're busy, so I'm nailing you. It, it, that was his words in the press conference. Basically, we, we have high supply, so we're nailing you. We're going to continue to raise prices as long as we can, was his basically his annual report. And all the same people that defend Disney for doing this are bitching about gas and food prices. It's like, shut up, pay them. Supply, demand, go pay it all. I don't want to hear you. Because I'll hear people, I got to pay. You know what the gas money is going to cost me to go to Disney? Well, you're going to Disney. What? Why are you worried about the gas? If you, you'll they'll defend Disney for killing them, but, they won't, but then they'll, they'll be pissed off about gas prices. It makes no yeah, sense but- to me. Gas and groceries are necessities. Disney is a, a frivolity that none of us really need to, to sustain life. Oh, um, well, to some people it is, John. If you do some of the people I'm talking, <laughs> you get my point but, uh, though. They will they'll defend them for killing you, but they will they'll, but they're they then they're pissed about what they're paying for everything else. Uh, well, I mean, I think everybody's taking advantage of the situation because there's there's uh, uh, the the oil executives are they're every bit as evil as uh, Bob Chapek and anybody yeah, absolutely. else because they're sitting there just racking up the profits off of this stuff, and and I mean with the summer uh, driving see I don't see our gas prices going down. Oh, no. I don't know if our gas prices will ever. No, it'll go down. It went down last time. They were two years ago. They were dollar eighty seven, John. They were up to. They were at the all time high before that at four dollars here and like thirty cents, and Man. then. They went all the way down to a dollar eighty-seven because we started producing oil here. We started yeah. production, so now it's back up. It's just crazy. I mean, they're saying here in New Jersey, if something isn't done by the end of the year, they could be at close to seven dollars here. Six dollars by August, definitely. I don't know what I'm going to do. We all going to work from home then, John? And I can't get an electric car. You can't find them. They're not producing them. And I don't have t- I don't have the money to put the electric in my house. Do you have the money to put that adapter in your house, John? No, supposedly the Chevy they advertise they install that for free. No, it's but part. It, you, know, you got to listen to the red tape, John. It's oh, part yeah. of well, the I'm price sure it's of purchase. On, it, it, yes. I'm sure it is. Yeah, it's yeah. part of the price of purchase, John. They're adding like an extra ten grand to you because you got to have to install it. Yeah. Man. Yeah. But you can finance it in the price of the car, John. Yeah, that's, that's basically what it is. Yeah, yeah, until they get out to your house. And that, if you listen again, it says standard installation. Now, you know that it, nobody's house is standard, John. Unless your house no, was built probably, within the last probably five years. To, and I imagine you probably have to have a garage. Because I can't imagine, we don't have a garage at our house. We've got a carport, you know. And so it probably has to be... Uh, I don't know, but then again, I don't know. I'm looking at the the electric um, things here at Walmart, and they're out in the weather. So I don't know if that would. And I guess all of them in parking lots are in the weather, right? You'd so. have to pay extra for them. All I know is, yeah, yeah. Uh, all I know is, I'd be scared to be Jesus to drive from here to Florida with an electric car, not knowing where I can get recharged. And how long does it take? Do you? I, I mean, it. 
it doesn't it doesn't fill up like a gas tank, John. I don't feel like sitting somewhere for an hour waiting for my car to yeah, charge. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, if you're driving somewhere and you, what am I supposed to wrap it every every five hours? I have to wrap another hour in for a recharge. So I don't know. No, it's it. Yeah, I don't get it. Uh, what's this? Emil, fromage, montage to include ten tea. 10 cheese dish at Epcot's 2022 International Flower and Garden Show or International Food and Wine Festival. They're talking about 10 cheese dishes at 2022 Epcot International Wine Festival. Food and Wine Festival. So they're adding new dishes. Have you seen this? No, new dishes are always good. Yeah. Guests will use their festival passport to find the meals Fromage, montage, menu items from select global marketplaces. They need to be. They need to purchase and enjoy any five of the featured dishes to collect the stamps. And now they found a new way to do the. What was the other one that they would do? The one with Remy. Oh, the well, there was the pip and squeak one, yes. and then there's always the Easter egg one. Yeah, you didn't have to pay uh, anything for them, did you, John? No, no, you had five ninety nine, six ninety nine, something like that, and you got the map, and then you went around with the stickers and all that stuff. Well, so. well, this new one here, they need to purchase and enjoy five of the featured of the ten featured dishes to get the five stamps. Guests must bring the stamped festival passport to the Shimmering Sips Marketplace to receive their special prize. So now, what if you're lactose intolerant? You're screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine the special prize has something to do with cheese. <laughs> so, yeah, so. You, know, you want a special prize if you're lactose intolerant. So probably not your cup of tea. Yeah, you got a crispy barbecue pork rind with pimento cheese, the swanky sauce swine marketplace. There's no prices here. I'm I'm here to think that you're going to have to spend a minimum of $25 to be able to get this special prize. Am I wrong? Yeah, but I mean, if you're if you like cheese anyway, like yeah. me, you would probably do this because it's just items you want to try anyway. I mean, I wouldn't go out of my way, but if it was all cheesy items that I would enjoy, yeah, I'd be buying them anyway. So yeah, I hear you, but it's just they're 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 finding ways. Smoke corn, not this. The first two sounds good. The crispy barbecue pork rind that sounded pretty. Those good. were one of my favorites of all last year. It was fantastic. So yeah, it was really good. Well, you got a smoked. Corned beef with crispy potatoes, cheese curds, pickled onions, and beef cheese fondue. That's at the Flavors of Fire Marketplace. That yep. sounds pretty good. That would be number two, I think. We on board, John? We're getting Nimto? Yeah, absolutely. Crispy paneer with a mango curry ketchup at the Indian Marketplace. I, I, I don't know what that is. I'd have to see the picture to figure out what it is. What about you? Yeah, I'm not too sure about that one. Uh, me and you'd probably get this. The sh the shickle noodle pasta gratin with ham and onions and cheese at the Germany Marketplace. Uh, yeah. Raclette. R-A-C-L-E-T-T-E. Raclette? Raclette. Raclette. Any? And that's at the Alps Marketplace. What the hell is a raclette? It's a Swiss cheese. Okay, you just buying a block of cheese, John? That's what you're doing? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, here you go. I'm a I mean, better give me a couple, better get a god darn couple crackers with it, John. 
I would get this one. Uh, grilled cheese with pistachio and honey at the Grease Marketplace. That yeah, sounds pretty good. Yeah, that was one of the ones that came back last year. It was, uh, that was had been there for several years. But yeah, that griddled cheese was fantastic. And then you got the Peo de Cueto, the Brazilian cheese bread. Those are always tasty. Yeah. They go really good, usually with the stew or whatever, or the um, the seafood stew that um, seafood that Brazil has. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Then you got Canadian cheddar and bacon soup served with a pretzel roll. I'm in. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. Who's not? Yeah. So we got our five, John. I think. Yeah, I think I think I could handle five cheesy ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can do it. Yeah, I'm not getting this one. Passion fruit cheesecake with toasted macadamia nuts available beginning August 15th at the Hawaii Marketplace. And then you got a mac and cheese. Any, it says, available beginning August 15th at Mac and Eats Marketplace. So, the epic, when do you think the Food and Wine Festival is starting this year, John? August 12th. <laughs> Dude, this is suffering from the same disease as the Halloween party, John. Which I'm not <laughs> mad about it, but it's all the way back to July 14th now. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah, they just add the summer. I just hit the mic, if you heard. Add the summer in and call it a day, John. It's getting closer and closer every year, and it ends November 19th. And then the day after November 19th, what's it like? Not the day after, four days later, the fall festival starts, right? The Yeah, the holiday. Yep. Uh, it rolls the right holiday into the holiday, yep. which, roll, which rolls right into the art festival, art, art stuff, which rolls right into the Flower and Garden Festival, which of yes. course rolls right into the Food which and Wine Festival. We so. said about, what, seven, eight years ago, this is going to be a year-round deal? Yeah, and yeah. I'm not arguing about yeah. it because I love it. I love having the extra food options, especially when the crowds are up, John. And I think, in some weird way, with the festivals being year round, maybe it'll slow it down a little bit. You get what I'm saying from the crazy drinkers all the time. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. I mean, there's there's still so many uh, partiers out there. You know what? I don't see as many drunks on my bus as i thought i would because there's a lot of bachelor and bachelorette parties that are out there that you see um but hopefully they're getting ubers and stuff because i, I don't end up seeing a lot of them on the buses well so. maybe that's why they're crossing in your lanes because the drunks are grabbing the wheel John. Mm, yeah they need to stay on the movers uh new track laid to reconnect walt disney world railroad route behind space mountain john that looks pretty cool that little tunnel way they created don't it and and all of uh, everything that Doug just complained about for the last hour and a half just went out the window because the train's coming back. Yes, so. I can't wait to get on it. I will be spending my money. See, John, I have the disease. If I didn't have it, I'd tell you to stay away. But I have it. I'm addicted. I admit it. You know, you know, it's one of the loves of my life. My wife is the love of my life, but Disney is a a non-human love of my life. If you find there you go. I can't help it. Oh, uh, new plant-based seasonal dishes coming to California Grill. John, you excited? No. Global market. Oh my God, John. We got the, we got to send you home because you're you're not feeling well. But all the marketplaces are announced, John. But they don't have the food here yet, so. We got to do. We'll have to do a special show just for this one, John. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because we should be out there for the uh, uh, food and wine festival. So we plan on, on and we're going to be at Boardwalk. So I'm hoping that everything works out and there's a lot of uh, good 
uh, eating and drinking going on. So. Yeah, well, hopefully me and Brenda can come down and see you. Is what I'm hoping for. That would be nice. What else we have here, real quick, Johnny? I'm not going to get into all them. Uh, they're pretty much the same ones are back, John. A, a few new ones here and there. They are doing work over at the Boardwalk now. Did you see that? Boardwalk being refurbished outside Disney's Yacht Club Resort. They're doing the Boardwalk itself. Okay. Yeah, well, they're good. They're getting it all ready for us. Yeah, well. Tell you what, dude, with the price of lumber now, I don't know how they're doing it. They canceled some of the repair. <laughs> dude, our, all the taxes I pay in this stupid state, and they canceled some of the Boardwalk repairs because of the price of lumber here. Now, I'm sure they already charged me for it, but now they're saying we're not doing it. So when you ask where the money's going, you look like the idiot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You charged yep. me to repair it, so where's that money going? Oh, you're going to yeah, hold it in your then, bank account. Uh, yeah, we're going to hold it, and then uh, we're going to have to wait until the price of lumber goes down. But then by the time that the price of lumber, if it ever does go back mm. down, then all that money will have conveniently disappeared into other projects. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, you know how it is. It's disgusting. Uh, they have more Halloween stuff coming out from Haunted Mansion, John, which looks pretty cool. Uh, two Stormalong Bay bridges covered by scrim at Yacht and Beach Club, so I guess they're redoing them, John. Yeah, probably just repainting and stuff like that. So. Uh, beach at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort closing May 23rd for a week-long, like, I'm not trying to be a tool. Why do you wait till it's warm to close down the beach? Like, why, why isn't this being fixed during the winter, John? Can you answer me that? And what, what's on the beach that requires you to close the beach? And who wants to stay at a beach resort if you can't go to the beach? So. Yeah, it makes no sense to me. Uh, what else we have? So I this uh, this week I, I had one day where I did the the fort the entire day uh, Fort Wilderness. Uh, by the way, Fort Wilderness has the best break room in all of the uh, all of Walt Disney World. <laughs> it was the quietest. It didn't smell like stinky fish. And what, was, what's this one? What resort's this? Uh, fort Fort Wilderness, the campground. Oh, okay. Yeah, best break room in all of Walt Disney World. It was quiet and it had it actually had comfortable chairs. And it didn't smell like stinky fish, so it was it was fantastic. I love seafood, but man, some of the fish these guys eat—it smells like straight bait shop. So I don't know what kind of fish it is, but it's horrible. Um, but so I did that all day, and uh, so they're doing. They've uh, finally restarted trail rides. I think those started a couple of months ago. Uh, see all the horses and people going out on trail rides and stuff. And then um, one day when I was doing a, a, a Davis run. You know, from Epcot to... We know uh, what it's called. I heard... Or Orleans. <laughs> so. I, I think everybody from the show should band behind me and get a sign put up, a little, like, street sign that says Davis Way for that walk. Don't you think, John? <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be great. Like, maybe, but, uh, maybe even if you hung it on the tennis court there on one of the... on the, on the, on the uh, fence, John. I'd be happy with that, John. There you go. There you go. Go ahead. But, uh... I did see the uh, horse uh, and carriage, um, so that's finally coming back from what I could see. And they they weren't actually having guests in the carriages just yet, 
but they were running the horse and the, uh, the carriage behind it along with the buses and the cars and all that stuff to get uh, the, probably the horses back used to uh, traffic and, and hopefully let um, Uber drivers know that that stuff is coming and to be careful. You know? Yeah, so. you don't want to spook a horse, especially those horses. They have the, their horses are so beautiful. I mean, they're the luckiest horses on the planet to be there. And they are big. Uh, yeah, those ones that tote those uh, carriages, they're perchons. So they, they will straight put a hoof through your car window. Oh. So <laughs> give them plenty of space. 100%. So. Don't hurt the horses. Uh, Christine McCarthy from Disney says we could see more Encanto in the park soon. So that's cool. Yeah, I like that. I like the music from the movie. I thought the story was a little flat, but yeah. I like the music. So. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, Disney Springs Art Walk lo- launching this month. Disney Springs Art Walk and a canvas of expression uh, featuring local and international artists will launch later this month. Artists will be invited to create murals and fill walls with color, emotion, and spirit of culture. The Art Walk will be in the town center of Disney Springs. Everything's in the town center, John. It will grow and change over time as new artists and pieces are featured. That's pretty cool. I like that they do all that stuff at the Springs. Yeah, yeah, it's really neat. So, but I don't know what else. I think that's about it. You got anything else there, Johnny? Yeah, actually, I've been debating whether or not to talk about this, so we're going to go ahead and bring it up um, because I think it is important, and and I I, I can always use the or my wife can certainly use the uh, extra pix, pixie dust and prayers from anybody out there. But uh, uh, you know, as we age, Doug, it's very important for uh, men to get the colon screening and for women to get the mammograms. And uh, a couple of months ago, Lisa had a mammogram. They found a lump in her in her left breast and uh she had the biopsy done and it did come back cancerous and so uh tuesday we have our first appointment to actually go see that doctor to get the diagnosis so we can make it an appointment at the uh obviously the uh, oncologist and stuff like that to go from there but we did find it very early and uh it looks like treatment's gonna hopefully take care of everything and we won't have any more issues but uh as i said any uh any extra pixie dust or thoughts and prayers would uh would it help us uh with this and and uh you know try to uh, try to make sure everything's going to be all right because obviously we're pretty scared so no. but uh no. hopefully everything works out well so. yeah we've been praying for you john we'll 100 percent pray for you and uh we'll be you know we're constantly thinking of Lisa, so and she's going to be fine. We're going to, you know, power of positive thinking, John. She's going to be fine. Yeah, absolutely. And and actually, she is staying pretty positive for a woman who is worries about her health all the flipping time, um, and even at times is a bit of a hypochondriac. This she's taking rather well. I mean, uh, she's pretty positive. She's still painting the house. She's still planning on putting the tiles down in the living room and stuff like that. So um, she's she's taking it pretty well so far. So uh, like I said, we have our first appointment Tuesday and, and stuff like that. But, and one of the reasons I really wanted to bring this up is the importance of getting those tests done, because this is something they found and hopefully we're going to take care of it. It won't be an issue. So we are so sorry. I, John disappeared again. And like he was saying, everybody get tested and we're going to end the show here where everybody please pray for Lisa and uh, everybody be kind to one another 
and put your strollers away and we will talk to you real soon bye guys that's it guys we're going to hop off our stools and pay our tabs and get on out of here if you guys could, could you please head over to iTunes if you enjoy the show and leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. Even if you don't, we'd really appreciate it. Also, you can head over to Twitter and find John at Beer Solo. You can find me at Grumpy6767. You can find us both at WDW Main Street on Twitter and Facebook. Also, head over to Podbeam and check out WDW Main Street and you can find all our sponsors there. Everybody be kind to one another. We will talk to you real soon. Bye, guys.